Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to episode 9 of the TJ Masitas Show. I'm of course your host, TJ Masitas. Excited to be here, pumped up about life, and again joined by my talented wife, Brooke, to answer questions because after last episode we got a bunch of questions, email, text, tweets, Facebook messages, whatever. Um, so we're going to answer those. I'm going to ask Brooke some of the ones that you asked. Brooke's going to ask me and then we will just kind of talk about it. So first question up for Brooke is about photography. And it uh, is, how did you shoot your first wedding? And did you second shoot one first? Kind of a dual question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I shot my first wedding um, basically within the first year that I started doing photos. What, what year was that? At all. I don't know, which is why I didn't say. Uh, 2006, seven. I really don't know. Um, for a friend, I was not offering my services for weddings, but I was homeschooled with her for a period of time. And so... She probably Facebooked me, I don't even know, and asked if I would do it. I believe I charged 300 maybe $350. For the whole shebang. For the whole shebang. Wow. All the, every single photo I took, unedited. Um, her dad was actually capable of editing them, him, editing them himself, which is why I was like, sure, you know, I don't know. Um, so that was my first wedding, which is like totally crazy to think about. Um, and you didn't second shoot. Like I did not. A lot of people, that's how a lot of people get first. into it. But honestly, when I was just getting into it, I maybe could have, you know, listed off the top of my head five other photographers in the area, period. Yeah. Like, not that there maybe weren't more than that, but that I actually knew of. Or, so I, I didn't even really know second shooting was a thing. I didn't even know what that phrase was. You know, now, my mom's a photographer, your mom's a photographer, <laughs> now both her dad. I can honestly list, you know, probably. <laughs> easily 35 <laughs> photographers in the Lancaster area and they all second shoot and they all also need second shooters and so I didn't that's not to say that maybe you shouldn't if you feel like that would help it definitely you is a way to learn to for sure shooting your first one I mean weddings are a big deal and you gotta you gotta get it right yep. so yeah um yeah TJ mm. <laughs> Good segue. I know. I thought you were going to ask this no. one next. Okay, yeah, I'll ask mine. I was just okay. confused. Um, the next question for Brooke was, as a young photographer, how do you know what price to start at and what should I be, what prices should I be working for? Mm -hmm. When I started out, my prices were somewhere in the $150 to $350 range for portrait sessions and, and things as such. Honestly, don't know how I landed on that number. I'm guessing my dad helped me kind of figure that out. Um, but it's super hard if somebody comes to you and is like, here's, you know, here's my work, here's what I shoot, like, you know, what should I charge? Because honestly, it all depends on what people are willing yep. to pay. It doesn't matter if you charge $700 if nobody's willing to pay it. The market is the king. Market is the king. Yep. And so when I first started, that's what people were charging and that worked. And then I worked my way up and started charging mm -hmm. more and more and more, um, and I, I've still, I still have stuck at those higher numbers, but now I know there's people, you know, who would undercut me or whatever. Yep. I don't mean that negatively, but who would charge a lot less and get the gig instead of myself. But I'm established enough now that I would hope that you either want to hire me for my work or you don't. So that's really hard to say what price yep. you should start at. Um, and when you're starting out, you just need to hustle. So like, you know, there were, there were times where we would shoot weddings for free or for super cheap when we were starting out. And that's kind of what you need to do to build up that portfolio. But then, you know, as you grow, you got to determine, do I want to be someone who shoots, you know, three weddings a weekend and gets a ton of work? Or mm -hmm. do I want to grow into 
be someone who shoots 10 weddings a year and makes charges, yeah, it makes the same amount. And yeah. so that's kind of what we were working towards. And, and every year we would shoot less for more because we'd built a name for us and the market mm -hmm. could afford it. Um, and so it kind of all depends on the market. The market is the king. And if you're not getting work, you might be priced too high. And so you need to drop your prices. And if you're getting too much work and yeah. you're burning yourself out, well then raise your prices. Absolutely. Um, we would always raise our prices the, the second our highest package would ever get booked. So we usually had three packages and whenever that third one would get booked, we'd be like, well, if someone's willing to pay that, we could probably raise the bottom one. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we did it. Loosely. Yeah, so we didn't. We were never working towards an hourly rate or anything like that. Um, we were working towards shooting less and, and making, making more. the same amount or more <laughs> yeah. as before. And I think that's I think that's yeah. really really smart. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So a question we get a lot. Uh, this one was directed towards TJ in an email, but is how do you balance being a dad, owning a business, following Jesus, being a husband, living life, functioning? Uh, the question is, how do you balance? How do I balance it all? How do you find your balance? What is good balance? Yeah. You know, I think that the answer to that question is that you're, const you're, you're constantly searching for it. <laughs> I don't think there's something that's like, you know, well, I wake up and I spend 10 minutes reading my Bible and then I spend the next 10 minutes putting my clothes on and then I spend the next 10 minutes loving my wife. Like, <laughs> it, it looks different every day, you know. Uh, First and foremost, the most important thing to me is that I'm following Jesus by loving my wife and my daughter. And so sometimes that means I need to sacrifice something at work or I need to sacrifice something that I want to do mm -hmm. for the sake of them. And so that always comes first and foremost. And then second for me is, is our business successful so that we can continue to pay bills and live, which is a way that I love my wife and daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think balance is kind of a shifting, moving target at all times. And, and so like today, you know, today is a Thursday, which usually means Brooke goes into the studio and I watch June, mm -hmm. but she had a meeting. And so she kind of hung out at home today and in the morning, and then she went to her meeting and I took care of June and now she's back. And neither of us really got into the studio today, but that's okay, because yesterday we were there all day, and we worked really hard, and we got a ton done. Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow, I might go in for the whole day, and, and Brooke will watch you. And, and so balance, you know, we've, we've been able to grow our business to a place where we can choose, you know, days to work and days where we're watching kids. And I know that other people have, have to get caregivers and things like that, and, yeah. and so that's a whole other beast. But, but I think balance is mostly just about, like, what's the top priority? What brings you joy? And, and, and trying to get at those things. So what brings me joy is, is providing for my family. So business ends up taking a pretty high priority, mm -hmm. um, but that is because I'm following Jesus and I wanna love them well. Yeah, for me balance is, I mean, it's, it's absolutely all those things, but I read or saw recently a friend post about how for him balance is not about your, your one day, your 24 hour cycle, being totally perfectly balanced between all these things you need to do. That if at the end of a week, at the end of a seven day period, at the end of a month, he feels like overall his life is balanced, then he's doing well. And I've really, like I thought that was awesome. I've yeah. never really thought of it. Everybody's like, how do you balance your day? How do you balance your time? But like, sometimes I am, you know, shooting for eight hours and then I don't shoot for another week. And like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just, that has brought me so much more like contentment and yep. peace in my balance that as long as at the end of my week, my week was balanced and not every single day divvied out, um, 
Does Especially when you're when you're self-employed. Yeah. And then the other thing that we preach all the time over and over again, and if, if you ever work for me, you'll hear me talk about efficiency. Um, and the reason that I talk about that is because the more efficient that we can become, the more time we have for the things that we love. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not one of those people that's going to tell you to work 20 hours a day, uh, unless you have to, and sometimes you have to, and I understand that. But but I'm all about getting things done efficiently so that you can do the things that you love. Other and for, things. for me, <laughs> the things that I love are spending time with Brooke, mm-hmm. spending time with June, you know, going on walks, watching Netflix, stuff like that. Yeah. But I But I'm only able to do those things when I know that my – job is done well, that the bills are being paid, and that, you know, that those, those needs are met. And, and that, those needs get met by, I think, you know, doing work efficiently and finding the best way to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the, I think the same person asked this question to you, what is the biggest piece of advice you can give to running a small oh, business? <laughs> um, the biggest piece of advice I'd probably give to someone starting out is, you know, patience be patient. Uh, it takes mm-hmm. time. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, uh, that nothing is an overnight success. Even the people that look like overnight successes, they're not, you probably have missed the 10 years they've done things behind the scenes or, yeah. or the five years yeah. they did research or, or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. so patience is a big thing. And I, and, and it's the, probably the hardest thing to learn because no one wants to be patient. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. You want yeah. it now. Um, and the other piece of advice is like, again, like your pricing, the market dominates. So like if you have a bad product and you're going to spend the next 10 years trying to sell it, like there's nothing really, there's no real advice that anybody could give you that would help because you've got a bad product. So listen to the market um, and and base your decisions off of what they're saying. You know, we Mm -hmm. have colors of t-shirts, you know, he's walking love as an example. We have colors of t-shirts that don't sell. Brooke likes them. I yeah, like some them. Some of my personal favorites you know, are not bestsellers, but which is hard. the market doesn't. And so we can't make that a personal decision based on what we want to see in our wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, we got to listen to our customers and what they want, yeah. you know. And, and, and so that, that, that would be my biggest advice is, is one, practice patience. And then two, listen to your customers because without them, you aren't in business. And so mm-hmm. their input is invaluable. Yeah. So. And then the last question we bonus got. Bonus question. Bonus question. Ding, ding, ding. We need a theme song yeah. for that part. Bonus question with Brooke and Tiki J. Ding. Oh, double ding. Double ding. Um, what do you recommend to get the best social media marketing results? Cool. That could have been a whole episode. I know. Uh, the, yeah, the girl who asked this question was referencing running social media for a local coffee shop. Um, she said it's been going well, but then wanted to know, like, what, what would your strategy be to get the best results? And I think, to me, when somebody says social media, my first thought is Instagram, then Snapchat, then... Which is crazy. Snapchat I know, rocketed has, has jumped up. up into that. Yep. that I would have put that. It was only, like, a year ago. We, we were, were literally like, texting yeah, each other. I don't understand, understand how to use it. it. I don't know how to send a grandpa? Don't, this is so dumb. I don't get it. <laughs> Um, so for me, I instantly think of the very visual ones. I'm not thinking about Twitter, um, although Twitter can be great for like customer service related things, but I'm thinking visual. And so I think to get the best results, it's, it's, it's dual. You need to have, you either need to make your own content or find good content Mm -hmm. or have your customers make your content for you. That's good. Um, it's gotta be good, especially if it's visual, you know, people don't want to like bad photos. 
It's, it's just the way it is. Unless they're bad um, on purpose, like an ugly selfie on purpose. Yes. There, there are exceptions. But for but a coffee shop, I don't yeah. think that applies. Yeah. Um, but so that, and then you also need to be like really sincere and genuine. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard. People can see through bullcrap on yeah. social media now. And, and actually, I would say that that's why Snapchat has risen is because there is sort of this raw and authentic nature to it mm -hmm. that you're, you know, holding down the button and recording yourself. Um, and I think that's kind of the desire that people want is like authenticity. Um, my big thing, when people ask me this question is what do you, so what do you recommend, you know, or, or one question that I get a lot, um, in the same vein is what's the big picture for social media, which <laughs> Let's I, talk big yeah, which I hate, I hate that question because that's the wrong question to ask. <laughs> there is no big picture to social media. It's, it's day, every it's, four hours. Yeah, it's every showing up every day and, <laughs> And again, releasing good content and being authentic. Uh -huh. And so I think people get stuck in this mindset of like, well, what, like, what's the, what's the overarching theme of, mm -hmm. you know, for the next 10 years? And like, you know, that's just crazy. It's just showing up every day and, and being consistent with your content. Um, and most people who are asking uh, that question, what's the big picture? It's because they're not getting the results they need because they don't show up every day yeah. and because they aren't meeting their customers who mm -hmm. want to see it every day. And so, you know, that looks different for every single business. For Walk and Love, we post a lot of Instagrams. Uh, mm -hmm. We try to have a daily Snapchat story. Um, we ha we run Facebook ads and things like that. But for some people, it might be just once a day or once every two days or, yeah. you know, but whatever it is, you got to find some sort of consistency because if you go three weeks between posts and then, and then post six in a row, that'll disorient your customers and they'll be like, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. You know, so so the best the best results again. What Brooke said, I, I'll, I'll echo that is good, good quality content. Content mm -hmm. is king in the world where everybody is essentially an entertainer. Yeah. Um, and then two is being yourself because mm -hmm. you can only fake something for so long until yeah. you know the floor comes out from underneath. Yeah. You like if I was to follow a coffee shop, just this any coffee shop, I would be pumped up if I saw really good photos of what they actually sell and make in their store mm -hmm. you know whether it's overhead or somebody eating or drinking or how they make it um you know like baristas and stuff that stuff's so cool yep. it's all over netflix yep. and documentaries like yep. show that you make your stuff yourself yeah. the little leaf thing i know have a hashtag that yep. shows all the different things yep. you could put on the top of your espresso and somebody could come in and request it because they will have seen that picture mm -hmm. on instagram i want this on yep. top of mine um you know, give give coffee away, give gift cards away. Yeah. Um, really encourage your customers to tag their photos mm -hmm. of your place so that if it's an awesome shot that matches your brand aesthetic, you can repost it and yeah. they're making your content for yeah. you. Um, we've I've really been trying to push that lately. Yeah. With you know the I wear walk and love photos, it's so awesome because they're all over the place and everybody looks different and it's not just you know yeah. us in the backyard yep. like taking pictures. <laughs> Um, yeah, social media is fantastic, but yep. you do, you have to show up every day. Yep. Show it's up every, every, it's every four hours <laughs> in my, in my, my book. Yeah. That's awesome guys. We thank you so much for asking us questions. Um, keep them coming. We mm -hmm. love, we love doing this. I love having Brooke beside me. I feel like it takes the pressure off me to be, you know, just amazing, amazing. all the time. <laughs> thank you so much for watching episode nine mm -hmm. of the TJ Masita show. I'm TJ Masitas. This is Brooke Mesitas, my amazing, talented wife. You can find us on Instagram, Snapchat, etc. cetera. Uh, comment below, like the video, subscribe, whatever you want to do. But thank you so much.
Remember always to live with passion and end with Jesus. Mm -hmm.